Have you ever loved someone so much that all you want to do is lie for them? I know, me neither. But these people have. So today we have everything. We have ham. We have lies. We have murder. That's right. Stick around for this episode of Socrates with me, your friend Danielle. Danielle is not a licensed anything, even though she thinks she is. Hey! Please take her advice at your own risk, physically and legally. And we be talking about adult stuff, so listener discretion is advised. Have you ever told a little white lie? Think about it. Your best friend asks you for advice. Or your mom asks you how she looks in that outfit. Something you don't really want to hurt someone's feelings, you think, I'll tell a little white lie. I'll keep a little secret here and there. What could possibly go wrong? Well, on this episode of Socrates, we delve into those little white lies with an episode we call The Secrets You Keep for Love. Now, you might be thinking, Danielle, isn't this a podcast about secrets? Well, think about it. Isn't a secret just kind of a little white lie? Or at least it could be. I'll let you be the judge of what you think these people should have done in today's episode. And just to spice it up a little, we're even getting a tale from the team. That's right. Someone on our own soccer team is going to spill a little bit of tea today. Now, first up, we have a rather tame little white lie. Before I start this one, let's think about what a little white lie is, shall we? Now, someone asks you for a little bit of advice. Somebody asks you to keep a tiny, tiny secret. Usually, this is someone you love, right? Your best friend, your mom, even a significant other. You keep this little secret, you tell this little white lie, and it spirals. I'm talking like third act Jordan Peele horror political satire kind of spiral where everyone's going to end up being chased by somebody in red jumpsuits and scissors. It's going to be a big deal. And even if it doesn't always end in a 25 to life, you never really know where one little secret is going to land you. Our first secret is from a little friend that says, My boyfriend made me a 15-pound ham. The problem, I don't like ham, but I do love my boyfriend, so I guess I'm eating ham forever. Yikes. Listen, I'm a big fan of ham. I'm a big fan of honey ham, black forest ham, even those little, like, pieces of ham that come in those salads where you're like, this is a questionable deli meat and I don't really know what this is. I'll probably eat it. But let's say ham isn't your favorite thing, and now you've signed up to eat ham for the good part of a month. That's a lot. So let's dissect what the secret is saying. You're not even commenting on the ham. Ham aside, how many times can we say ham in this episode? I wish this was like that South Park episode where they count every time you say something. Wish there could be a counter for ham. If you count how many times I say ham in this comment, please comment somewhere. Tell me. Comment on our Instagram. I was about to be like, comment below like this was a YouTube video, but alas, maybe we'll make a ham photo shoot. I'm on a tangent. 
ham, you guys. There's 15 pounds of it. It doesn't really matter whether or not you like ham. That's not what the secret is about. This secret is that you are willing to suffer for how much you love your significant other. You told a little white lie. I imagine it went down something like this. You were out somewhere and you commented on ham or you commented on some kind of other pork, bacon, something. I've definitely gotten in those little spirals where I'm like, oh my God, I would eat anything on this ham. Actually, I don't think I've ever said that, but I imagine maybe you had a conversation with your significant other that led to you now partaking in a 15 pound ham. You could easily say, babe, I love you. Ham is gross. Get this the fuck out of my house. Instead, you've decided to just grin and bear it and eat 15 pounds of ham. Now that tells me that you love your significant other if you're willing to keep this secret and now stomach a ton of pork. I don't know. Watch your cholesterol and your sodium, I guess. Otherwise, mazel. Enjoy. Now, you might be thinking, this is a pretty tame secret, and we're starting low here, you guys. We call this the secrets we keep for love. And all of us have tiny little secrets like that. Somewhere along the way, you've told your significant other that you like this thing or that thing, or you know, you've seen a show, seen a movie, enjoyed a meal, something to make your significant other feel heard. Something that makes you connect right away that maybe isn't the truth. We all bend it just a little bit because we love someone. So how much does the feelings we have behind something affect the secrets we're willing to keep? And why do secrets impact the relationships that we have with other people? Now, I've kept secrets for people I hardly know. And now I'm the keeper of tons of secrets that I asked for and yet now wonder if I am suddenly liable for the outcome. Yikes. I promised you a secret from the team. And I thought, given that this is our first episode, we should establish some trust. All of you are telling me your deepest, darkest secrets, so I should share a secret with you. It may not be my deepest and darkest, but it's definitely a secret I kept for love. So that's right. Our first Tales from the Team comes from yours truly, me, your friend Danielle. Now, to tell you this secret properly, I need to set the stage. I want you to imagine, fresh out of high school, this shy, dorky, little, scared girl from a small town coming to what at the time I imagined was the big city to go to college. I grew up in a teeny tiny town in Virginia, and I was not at all a member of the cool kids. So when I got to college, I decided I was going to be confident and badass, and I was going to take my school by storm. So naturally, I joined the theater department. That's what you imagine all the cool kids are, right? In the theater department? Well, I thought so. And I wanted to be friends with everybody. So the freshmen, we kind of all banded together as this like little team against the scary, intimidating upperclassmen. And the upperclassmen were actually super welcoming. They threw tons of parties, which maybe their goal was to get us all drunk so that we would tell them 
our secrets. And here I am years later making this podcast revealing all of their secrets too. Hmm. Irony. Regardless, my freshman year, a couple of my friends and I went to a party on campus. The name of this house, you guys, I can't make it up. It was called the Peppermint Dildo. Now, this house had passed down through generations of the theater department, like some, you know, crazy old wives' tale where all that happened at the Peppermint Dildo or this happened there. Now, of course, on campus around the staff and the faculty, they called it the PD and nobody told them what it meant. Maybe they thought we were all into a lot of crime dramas and... Years before ACAB, we were all big fans of the police department, maybe. Who knows? Regardless, we were all spending time at this party, at this place. We were looking forward to it for so long because it was thrown by not just the upperclassmen, but this crazy group of boys that seemed to be like the pinnacle at the time. Looking back on it, I have no idea what any of us thought we were going to do showing up to this place on the first level of a two-story house, and we were going to pack hundreds of kids in there on really one of the first weekends that most of us had ever been away from home. Now that's not where the secret comes in. At one point in the night, we separate, me and my friends. I had this crush on someone in the group. I pray, I, I'm i in this weird position where I want everyone to listen to this podcast, but I also kind of pray nobody I went to college with listens to this podcast and somehow deciphers what I'm talking about. But regardless, I had a crush on one of the stupid boys that lived in that house, and I followed them around like a lovesick puppy, even though I was a dumb little freshman, and I'm pretty sure that they had a girlfriend and a boyfriend at the time. Regardless, I separate from my friends for long enough for one of my friends to apparently steal something precious and irreplaceable from the peppermint dildo. Now, I don't find this out until the next day. I wake up. I, of course, wasn't drunk. Not, I say, of course. If you don't know me, I don't drink. So I was the sober companion on this trip. All my friends got blackout drunk. We wake up the next morning and someone has stolen something from the peppermint dildo. Now, at the time, we were all quick to say, no one's going to talk about this. This never happened. No one will know. Then we walk to the area where they hold all of the theater classes. And apparently, it is the talk of the town that this thing is missing. Now, all of us looked at each other and we thought, we will never tell this secret. We will keep this secret forever. And then somebody else from the theater department who wasn't well-liked got blamed for taking the thing. And we all just let her take the fall. Because what were we going to do? Oh no, sorry, we all got blackout drunk and stole this precious item from your house. We all had to go to school there for the next three years. So we thought, no, I guess we'll just keep this secret. And I thought, you know what? I will keep this secret because these are going to be lifelong friends. Hmm. Now, at the time, I thought to myself, should I keep this secret? 
I could easily tell them, no, it was so-and-so that took it. But I decided that I cared enough about these people that I wanted them to be my friends. And so I decided this is a secret that's, you know, worth keeping. It's a secret to keep for love. If you are the person who had this precious thing stolen and you've now deciphered this from this podcast episode, I'd like to say I'm sorry and I still won't tell you. Yikes. Now, you might think my secret was bad. Hell, you might even think the 15-pound ham was a nightmare. Well, then I have a doozy for you. Our final secret of the day, dear listener, is this. I was having sex with an older gentleman. He wanted to be choked. So I choked him. And he died. The police came. It was a whole thing. And now I'm terrified of my significant other finding out. Um, let's take a second to unpack the fact that someone actually died in this situation. Now, you can keep a secret about a ham. You can keep a secret about a drunken theft. But murder? That is a hell of a secret to keep. But it's one thing to say, oh, I'm worried about this secret. I feel bad about this person that died. No, no, no. The secret isn't that you feel bad about the person that died. The secret is you're worried about the person that you love finding out that your sex literally killed someone. Now, is it that you think that your sex was so good you might kill them? Or do you think your significant other will think differently of you for having killed someone in your past? Now, this is a lot to decipher. I'm guessing, considering that you're not currently in prison, that there was no real, like, repercussions to this. I guess it's not murder. At most, it's criminally negligent homicide. I've been watching a lot of Law & Order Special Victims Units, so I'm kind of on an Olivia Benson kick right now. But like I said... I don't think it's actually murder, but it even seems like that's not even what you're worried about. You're more worried about your significant other finding out that someone in your past died. Usually, I would, you know, maybe poo-poo a little bit at crime. That's not true. That's actually not true at all. If you have crime secrets, please tell me about them. I love a good crime. You know what? My executive producers are probably listening to this going, Danielle, do not ask people to confess to you. You probably have to tell someone. But you know what? We'll cross that bridge when we get to it, folks. So if you have crime stories, please, for the love of God, tell me about them. In the meantime, we'll we'll dissect this murder. Now, again, we're coming back to you're keeping this secret for no other reason than You think your significant other will leave you? Will think differently of you? The way you sent this in, you told me you're terrified your significant other will find out. Do you think they'll leave you if they find out? Because let's think about this. How long have you been together? How strong is this relationship? You're the person you are today because... You choked someone to death at one point in your life. 
And that really means something. We all make different choices. Some of us get terrible haircuts. Some of us decide to park on the street and do that thing where two cars could fit there, but you pull in too far and take up the whole space. So now only one car can fit there. I honestly feel like that's probably worse than murder. I would think worse of someone who parks like that than I would for someone who, you know, participated in some kinky sex and somebody died. There are worse ways to go, honestly. At least you know that he died in a fit of pleasure. So, I mean, let's think about this. Why don't you want to tell your significant other? Why is this a secret you've chosen to keep? And we've lumped it in here in the secrets we keep for love because you're keeping it because I'm guessing you love your significant other. But why are you keeping the secret from them? You're the person you are today because of everything you've done in your past, including, you know, this one situation where sex was too bomb. That's what happened. I think we all have this in our past, not necessarily a death or a murder, but we all have something that we've decided would be a deal breaker to our significant other. And we've made that decision for them. Unless your significant other walked in one day and said, Babe, listen, I cannot stand people who choke people to death during kinky sex and they die. If, if that ever happened to me, I would leave that person in a heartbeat. Unless that's what happened, you have no idea that this would be their deal breaker. And we all do that. We all decide, oh, well, if my significant other knew about my weird Beanie Baby collection, they would probably leave me. Or if my significant other knew that I plastered a whole wall in my bedroom with pictures of my favorite boy band, they would leave me. Or if my significant other found out that, you know, I drink Coke Zero more than I drink water and honestly my blood is probably acidic at this point. No? Just me? Okay, probably giving away a little more secrets than I planned to this episode, but we'll stand by it. But you know what I mean. We all have something we've decided is the end-all be-all of our relationship. And we have no idea if that's the case or not. So really my advice is probably tell your significant other. Tell them you don't like ham. Tell them you choked someone to death. Tell them you once covered for a drunken friend who stole an irreplaceable object from a college dorm room. Tell them your secrets. Because... Really, at the end of the day, the secrets we keep for love are just stress we've added to ourselves. And if you're going to tell me, a complete stranger, about your secrets, can't you tell the person you love most? Or don't, and tell me, what am I talking about? If you've decided, Danielle, you know what, I now want to tell you a secret, guess what? You can do it. I'm here, baby, always brewing that tea. And whether it's a secret you keep for love, a secret you keep for hate, or just a juicy secret you heard because your walls are too thin in the big city that you live in, I want to hear it. And why not? We all could use a, you know, little 
time to blow off some steam. So until next time, dear listener, brew the tea, spill the tea, and remember, there's always going to be someone here ready to drink. Till next time.